What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Last Resort Edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I'd be better if you'd pass me a cherry. Oh, ew, that was just gross, especially from Asuelu. <laughs> Teresa, pass me a cherry. We can end this podcast right here. Well, I wouldn't mind you showing me your moves, nah. but... Nah. I mean, you show me your moves. I, I thought he was going to tie the cherry stem in a knot. That's the classic move. No, he was, a- <laughs> he was pretending that was a vagina. Yeah, I've never seen he anyone just, fellatiate the, a cherry. I think, didn't we see somewhere that he moved to Vegas? Yeah. I think he's a stripper. He's got the moves. He's got the moves. I, I can admit when somebody's got the moves and he's <laughs> he's got the confidence. He's oh, got, yeah. He's got the moves and... The fact that he's got those moves without ever having seen a stripper. He's got no reference point. That's, oh, that's, well, he that, watches porn. Come that's on. off the dome. Come on. What, what porn do you think he's watching? I Believe me. I've Just searched stripper porn? I've searched Pornhub for Samoan man hotel room wall. <laughs> Nothing has come up, so I don't know where he's getting his moves from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I'm kind of disturbed by your search. This is an Asuelu original. Once he, <laughs> I hope next, they've been teasing this strip club outing for three weeks now. I hope, hopefully next week they'll go. If Smollett doesn't spoil it for everyone. Oh, he will because that's the type of a person he is. Just <sighs> small. small. Such a small person. Um, but, I mean, brace yourselves if he picks up any new moves at the strip club. Oh. because. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I don't know what else he can add to the routine, but I've been surprised every time he's moved his hips. That's also was the happiest Kalani was. Isn't it strange? I I find a couple of things strange about the relationship. One, yes, that that's actually working on her, because to <laughs> me it's it's comical, it's cringe. It's I think not. I think it was funny to her, kind of, but okay, it's playful. It was also working, yeah. But also. The fact that, I don't know if you picked up on this, she calls him like bro I know. and dude. And that's fine if you're at the supermarket. Hey, hey, bro, pass me the salad dressing. To your significant nah, other? I'll give it a pass at the supermarket, okay? It's not okay when you're talking about sex. They're talking about sex. Yeah. And, oh, dude, dude, you actually are pretty good with that <laughs> tongue. It's like, really? Because that's how she sees him. She sees him as her ex- who she was with, who cheated on her. She has kids with, unfortunately. Not the kids, the part that it's with him. And she's trying to deal. So I feel like, strangely, she's trying to see him as some sort of a friend, maybe. But as far as as they can go. build Build a relationship off of friendship. That makes sense, I guess. But just in the context of sex talk, I found it so strange, her... Referring to him as dude and bro. Because that's how she feels. I know. It's, it's, she can't think of him as, oh, babe. I know. That's, that's not, not where she's at. Sugar so. butt. Sugar hey. butt. Shout out to Love is Blind What. Of first four Ooh. episodes, we covered that as our family affair bonus over on Patreon. So good. <laughs> Amazing. Sugar butt would make sense for Asuelu. Would it? I gave Taylor shit for that nickname because I think that nickname stinks and I think they're forcing it. But yeah, from what I could see through the blur, Asuelu had quite the sugar butt. Ooh, 
true. I don't even know what it means. But Kalani says he has a nice booty. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, we'll talk about all that and more very soon. Before we do, a little business over here. I just said we covered Love is Blind on the Family Affair monthly bonus. We did. We're also covering the other way for the Cousins Club and Family Affair on Patreon and Supercast. You can check that out at patreon.com slash reality or marriedthreality.supercast.com. That season is cooking. Wild. That season. Have you heard about Sarper and his ladies? Oh, my gosh. I don't want to share it on this spot, but finally, one of our friends told me who Sarper reminds me of. Okay. And she was spot on. Oh, okay. Well, let's... Thank you. We'll save it for the appropriate podcast. Yes. If you guys want to hear that, little little yeah. tease, little promotion for the old Patreon and Supercast over there, come on over, check it out. It's a good time. We have fun. And tis the season where we may or may not start doing holiday bonuses. Exactly. May or may not. But I'll give you a hint. Guess what's my favorite holiday? Halloween. Yes. So we may be doing a special bonus for all levels, friends with benefit to family affair. We may be doing a special bonus in costume. Maybe? Who says that? May or may not. May or may not. Gee. In costume. So <laughs> something to look forward to. Check it out. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram at MarriedToRealityPod. That's where you can message in. That's where you can call in. That's where you can probably tell Teresa who Sarper reminds you of. That's probably where our friend called in. Or was it on Patreon? It wasn't Patreon. Oh, it was our Patreon friend. Patreon, you get a direct line. Okay, that's a special number. That, exactly. That, that you pay for. Exactly. In, Instagram, you message us, and I have to nudge Teresa once in a while to say, hey, Teresa. That's not true. That's not true. You've been very good that's about it. That's not true. You've been very good about it. So, but I'll, I'll be honest, you guys love chatting with us, and I love chatting back. Sometimes I need to go through all the chats, so <laughs> yes. I'm just going to be honest. Yes. I always respond to every single person. Absolutely. Every single person. I never let anyone sit, so. Keep it coming, guys. Don't give me shit, John. We'd Don't love, give me shit. We'd love to hear from you, so keep keep calling in on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. You look down and you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's yes, hot. Yes, as well as dance moves because I mean he, he because got he some was, dance moves because he was dancing over an open flame. <laughs> I was trying to. That was gonna be my thing. I just didn't know how to word it. Oh, yeah. So you can come to me next time. Yeah. yeah but then, then, then it's a spoiler for you. True. All right. I like the surprise. All right. Smash like it's as hot as Aswelu dangling his dangle over that Ooh. open. Over that open flame. All right. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, you know we're suckers for a review. How many times do we have to ask? What? Every episode? So if you haven't left a review, please do. If it's a five-star review, we will read it on the Monday podcast, which right now is the B90 podcast. Yes. All right. That's the business. Are you ready? We, we talked a lot at the opening. Are you ready to really get into it? We can talk about it now in full. The reason we're here, 90 Day, The Last Resort, Season 1, Episode 7. Oh, yeah. Let's start with the above-mentioned Kalani and Azuelu. So I think maybe this is why they brought the kids to the retreat, because it's Oliver's birthday. You yes. Don't, you don't want to leave your kid back home without his parents on his fifth birthday? No, but I also feel like she might be breastfeeding the younger one, too. Also a possibility. Yeah. Plus, I think they always bring them everywhere. And it's just the relationship they have with the kids. I think that's good. All right. All right. I would have invited Ed 
to the party because every party needs a clown. But <laughs> <laughs> he was nowhere to be seen. He was probably in some past life regression. But they they had a, a party in the hotel room, which to me, you're at a resort. That, exactly. That's the best you can do. At least go have a beach party. Go grab a blanket off the bed and go sit by the beach and have a party. And I'm sure a resort like this probably have some kid coordinator or someone. There's who, a kid corner. Yeah, someone who coordinator. I know, but I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm yes anding you. I'm saying put, yeah. Put kid. the kids in the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a kid corner with a kid coordinator. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do have some sort of a thing like this so the adults can indulge yeah this was a little strange that they hung up a banner in their 10 by 10 hotel room and we're like happy birthday oliver sorry your party's so lame (laughs) it was sweet thought that counts yeah but kalani said i feel bad that we're celebrating oliver's birthday during a couple's therapy but we do it for them and i feel like true literally that's the if best they gift. didn't have kids, if they didn't have kids, they would not be, they would be so over. No, but that would be the best gift is for mommy and daddy to reconcile. Yeah, they don't, the, the kids don't understand at this point. Uh, at five, I feel like you can sense if something's off. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. They're as low as kids. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So that was the birthday party. Then we go to Liz and Small Ed. Yes, they're hanging out by the jacuzzi and they're talking about a past life regression. Apparently Liz did it too. Yeah, Liz did it, I guess, the day of this filming. So shortly thereafter or a day or two after Ed's experience. Yeah, and so Ed, they're going to share. So small Ed is telling her how he was a leprechaun. And you can tell how she's laughing kind of. Well, now he's saying, you know, I said leprechaun. I wish I didn't say the word leprechaun. I was wearing green and I had a hat, but I wish I didn't say leprechaun. To me, the fact that he is conscious and he's making the decisions of what he's going to say, that tells me he was faking it. Yeah. You don't you don't get to choose in your past life. It would just come to you and you would say it. So yeah. why did... Why did why is he now going back on his leprechaun statement? Because it sounds ridiculous. And you can see how like Liz is kind of laughing and she's like, well, she wishes that I was taking things more seriously. Or he realized, as we did when we discussed it originally, leprechauns aren't real. So you can't be a leprechaun in your past life. Yeah, he said, yeah, I was some sort of a small person wearing green. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's you on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, that you went back to March 17th. <laughs> well, Liz's, Liz's past life regression cracked me up. She said... This was bonkers. She's like, I have been reincarnated 28 times. And out of the 28 times, I interacted with you seven times. That's ridiculous. I'm like, that's so sad. You spent <laughs> seven lifetimes with small ass. <laughs> <laughs> but like she goes, she said she only went to one lifetime, but she was aware of all the others. To me, this is just a, I don't know. Again, I don't know. It, we should try it. We should try it. I should talk to my dad about it. It could very well be real. But to me, it just seems like they're dreaming. Like these just seems like dreams to me. I think it is real. I think if it's done correctly, it's real for sure. I don't know how good Jenny is whatever her name is. <laughs> Dr. Dr. PD? Dr. PD, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would do it. 
but I almost feel like what I would probably find out is like some some unresolved past life issues with my mom. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if, if what good could come of it. Focus on the current life. I don't oh, know. Yeah. The, I don't know what the past life has to well, do. Well, sometimes they say you can you can learn from your past life mistakes. Here is my issue with it. I don't think they say past life mistakes. I think they say you can learn from your mistakes. I don't believe in past life. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't believe in past life regression. I feel like it's you're not going back in time. I think you're going deep in your consciousness and you're trying to figure out your own thing. You can go down back, back to your you can go back to your childhood. I like that explanation. But I it. let's just be honest, there is no past life. Come on. Well, who are we to say? I didn't believe in ghosts till about six months ago. I do ago. believe in ghosts, but ghosts are ghosts are the past life. Okay. Right? But they're not I don't think I don't okay, maybe, maybe, maybe let me rephrase. I don't believe in reincarnation. I think when people see photos from the early 1900s or the late 1800s or paintings from even more back in time, they're like, oh my gosh, this looks like me or this looks like someone. Well, because you guys could be in the same family. Like you could have the same ancestors, right? That's why you may look the same. Or I don't think that's why people think they're reincarnated. They don't. I know what you're saying. People see a photo on Facebook and they go, doesn't that look like Tom Brady in the 1800s? That doesn't mean that that was Tom Brady. That means like, oh, isn't that wild? Yeah, but some people might think like that was Tom Brady in the 1800s, right? I never put those two thoughts together, but okay. Yeah. I don't buy it. I just buy that. First of all, there's so many people in this freaking world. There's so many people who look like each other without even being related nowadays. Yeah, but it's not even being reincarnated from one person to the next. Some people are like, oh, I was a butterfly in my past life. Well, that, I was going to say that next. That you could have been something or someone else, right? You could have you could have been a woman. I could have been a man. But do I buy it? I don't. I truly don't believe that. No, I don't, I don't either, but I could be persuaded. Really? Yeah, I could be persuaded. Well, hey, again, I didn't believe in ghosts. If you asked me, hey... A year ago. Do you believe in ghosts? I'd say, I don't think so. I've always believed in ghosts. Yeah, I never, I I didn't. And so I could be persuaded of anything, probably. Very very gullible. I thought ghosts, I believe in it more of like some sort of an energy that because when people die, right? I guess I don't believe in heaven and all that stuff, but what what happens? You may as well become a ghost. Maybe. Right? And you just hang out. You may or you may not. You live in this parallel universe. Now I'm going too deep. We're too deep. Back to Small Ed and Liz. But yeah, poor Liz freaking spent seven out of the 28 times with Small Ed. That's a losing number. That's a losing number. And she's like, I need to use my voice more and bring it more into this relationship. No shit, Liz. Yeah, she needs to stick up for herself, she says. Yes. So her past life regression seemed more real. If I have to, if I, if I believe Again, in that. Again, that's not past life. That's present life. She presently needs to speak up more. She needs yeah. to stick up. That has nothing to do with her 27 other lives. 28. 28 other <laughs> lives. That has to do with the current life she's living. Yeah, she's like, she's like three cats. She's like three cats. <laughs> Don't cats have nine, nine lives? Yeah, 27. Yeah, she's like three Point one cats. There you go. 
Um, all right. Let's talk about Molly and Kelly for a little bit because they're still at odds with each other. They're in separate rooms. They're talking to the camera. Molly feels like there's a big division between what each of them needs and what each of them is giving the other person. And so it's been a, a rude awakening, this retreat, to say the least for them. Yes, but I honestly, they're so over. And even without us really knowing anything, just their interaction, I feel actually bad for Kelly because he seems like he would try, but she just keeps shutting him down so much. We really only know half the story. And I would agree on the surface I feel bad for Kelly, but the more we learn, and we learned a little bit more this episode, the more I feel like, oh, you're not trying at all. Like you're saying you're trying and uh, in this environment, maybe you're trying and you're getting vulnerable and you're crying and you say, I love you. But it seems like back home, you're yeah. doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. True. So we, we, we don't fully know. But right now, yeah, Molly seems totally checked out and Kelly says, well, I don't know. I don't know where we can go from here. I don't know what I want to go from here, but... Seeing other couples, I know what I do want from my relationship. Yeah, which is also good, right? Yeah. That's that's learning too. You can, what we were saying about the past life, you can learn from past experiences, from bad experiences, and then take what you learned and bring it into your next relationship. So it's not all for naught. If they end up breaking up, which I think they will, he can learn yeah. valuable lessons. And, and so can Molly. And so that's all good. For sure. So next, we have this robe hangout, which I'm all for. Eh, keep the robe in the room. Well, I just hope they will just leave it on the floor so they can get some clean robes afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, a, it's a fireside robe hang. Yeah. So it's small at least, Yara and Jovi wearing the robes. And then Kelly shows up with no robe. Robeless. And they're like, Kelly... You need to wear a robe. This is a robe hangout. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cult. Cult and Vanessa? <laughs> Supposed to be there. Shout out, shout out to, to Colt and Vanessa. Yeah. Very true. Um, okay. But yeah, Kelly shows up, no robe. He's cold. Joey's like, you need a robe. I'll get you a robe. And they ended up talking about the Kama Sutra session and how that was tough for Kelly because... They started talking about love during the session and Molly came out and said she doesn't love Kelly anymore. Yes, and Kelly's kind of checked out at this point, I feel like. And the cast feels for him from the story they hear from Kelly, right? Exactly. And so next we have Kalani and Asuelu. They also showed up wearing the robes. They got the memo. Well, it seems like they have a group chat without... Angela and without Kelly. Oh, there are so many group chats going on there. there oh, for sure. There's so many. There's so many chats with one person missing. Let's just say that. I don't know why the person isn't small Ed. Oh, there's that chat too. Oh, Believe I me. hope so. Believe me. <laughs> I hope so. So yeah. Yeah. So they show up and Jovi, oh, Asuelo. It's like, let, let's play volleyball in the water. There's a net in the pool. You guys want to play volleyball? Yeah, I think that's what he did in Utah. I think he likes playing volleyball. He always went to play volleyball. And yeah. I, think, I think that got him into some trouble. Oh, yeah. But here he can play and Kalani can keep an eye on him. So it's all good. The guys play volleyball. The girls 
have a hang, and that's when Molly shows up. Yeah, and Kelly isn't happy seeing Molly because he's like, what is she doing here? Uh, The same thing as you. She's filming a show. The same thing as you, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, so the girls kind of, they all huddle around Molly, and they want to hear what's going on. And Yara tells Molly how Kelly said he was trying to fix things with her. And that sort of starts to set Molly off because she's like, oh, he has this big teddy bear persona that he puts on. But the Kelly that I originally met, that's not the one I see in Georgia. That's not the one who came to my home. Well, I thought their issue was that whole thing with Olivia, her daughter, but I think there is more. There's definitely more. And one of the things is that she had a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And apparently after he just wasn't there for her. This is where I started to lose respect for him. Because apparently he didn't bring her flowers, didn't get her a car. Which to me, those are kind of impersonal. Like if my coworker had surgery, I would get him a card maybe. But like if you did... I wouldn't get you a car. What would you get me? I, a hug? I, I also don't think... <laughs> no, but I, w- I don't know. I would well, put more thought into it. And what I was going to say is, I don't think you are... I don't know that your love language is gifts. Mm-mm. I think you're more acts of service and your time and communication. Molly says, oh, I'm an acts of service type of girl. But then the things that you said would have been great for Kelly to do were more gift-giving. Oh, why didn't he get me a card? Why didn't he get, right? More like he should have cooked you your favorite meal or he should have massaged you. Well, that's what she meant, I think. I just don't think she went into details, but not to take Kelly's side at all. But maybe he looked at it a little selfishly thinking, well, now there is no no chance for me having a kid ever. Unless he has a kid, which I don't, I don't know if we know that. I don't know if he does, but I also don't know that he wants it. He's 42 years old, I think. Yeah, that's not at all. It's not that old, but I don't, I've never heard him say he wanted a child. But again, we didn't see him that often. Like we saw them on, what was it? The Single Life. Yeah. That was it. But we don't know enough, I guess, about this procedure because we don't know, was it an elective hysterectomy did Molly have cancer? Was there some other yeah. diagnosis? Like maybe she didn't have the choice. And if that's the case, well, then you can't be upset about yeah. it. And you have to take care and, and support and love your lady. And so I thought it was a little distasteful oh. that he was just like absent from the fact after the person he says he loves had surgery. True. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if she had the surgery because she needed it or because she wanted it, he should have been there for her regardless. Like, it's That's her point. choice. I know. I'm saying it's her choice. It's absolutely her choice. That's my point. You're the one defending him, saying, well, oh, maybe he, maybe he's bummed that he can't have kids anymore. I didn't defend him. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Roll the tape. I said, I'm not taking his side, but maybe that's how he thought. No, there's no defending him. Take it back. Okay. Well, you didn't defend him, but you floated the idea that he just abandoned her post-op because, because he, maybe he's bummed that he's not going to have kids with her anymore. Because this, I'm trying to figure out why. Like, why would you Because he's be just lovely? that type of person. He, he, I think, we'll get to it later, 
Angela was worried Michael was just an opportunist and was using her for whatever reason. I think maybe Kelly's an opportunist and sees, oh, here's a wealthy woman. I'm just going to go live my best life in Georgia, sit on the sofa and watch reality TV and be taken care of. I'll be a kept man. And then when he's got to step up and do a partner duty, he's not going to do it because he's not invested in it. He just wants to be taken care of. I don't know, but the more I hear about Kelly, the more I believe that's the case. Maybe. Who knows? We don't know a lot about him, as you said. Yeah, so we're seeing it now. It seems like he wants to try or he wanted to try. Molly is the one who's just, I'm done. Right, because I think the the things that happened with Olivia, the things she's talking about now, I think it compounds and it's inexcusable. Yeah, I totally get it. And then Kalani steps in and says, when someone stops trying, it's kind of over. It's hard to come back. And that's what she's experiencing with Asuelo. Although totally. he looks like he's trying, but Ooh. I don't think he's trying. Well, he did try something tonight. I will get there. Yeah. But I don't think he's trying. All right. I think this is a good place to take a break. We will tell you about our sponsor for this episode. And when we come back, we'll talk about Angela. All right. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, hold on. My iPad's not turned on. He probably didn't hear me. <laughs> it's Angela and Dr. Janie. Yeah. They have a private session about her anger issues. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the goal is going to be to learn how to better communicate with Michael without losing her shit. Yes, and she enjoyed the Kama Sutra class a lot with the blow-up penis doll. And she's like, that was, that was Glad great. Somebody I already, did. She's like, I already felt connected to Michael. It's like, because he wasn't there? Or why? Because he had like good Wi-Fi signal. Mm-hmm. That's why he felt connected. Yeah, it was a strong connection. Yeah. Strong connection. Yeah. So Janie's like, well, Angela, how do you feel about everything so far? How do you feel about the progress you've made? She says she's realized what a trigger is. She she learns she does get triggered and she gets triggered when Michael lies. You just learned that? <laughs> That's a big revelation for you? Well, I don't think she realized she had anger issues until now. I can totally see Angela just not even letting herself go there. She just thinks it's fine that she gets pissed and yells at Michael and everyone else and beats up people. Probably. Probably. So then Dr. Jenny says, well, okay, we know you have divorce papers. You waved them around when you got here. Does Michael know about them? He does not. And so Dr. Janey wants Angela to kind of put those papers aside so they can go through the rest of the retreat without it hanging over them as a couple because that's not good for anyone. It's a threat, right? Yes. So... Dr. Jane says, can we just put those papers away and move forward without that? And Angela says, she'll think about it. Yeah, if Michael keeps lying, she'll be done. Yes. Speaking of Michael, speaking of Michael, let's bring him in. But first, Dr. Janie wants to make sure that she creates a safe space for Michael to be able to express himself without Angela snapping at him over the screen, right? I was going to say, I feel like them being in separate, on separate continents, 
is about as safe of a space as you can create. But if Dr. Janie is worried about that, then we have bigger issues. Well, you know what a safe space means, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, an emotional safe space. Yes. Sure. So sure. we bring Michael in, right? And Janie is like, Michael, how do you like this retreat so far? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> how does he like sitting in his whatever hotel room in Nigeria for hours, not enjoying any of this? Yeah, the rest of the guys are currently playing pool volleyball. And Michael is on an iPad yeah. talking to Angela. My, but Michael's loving it. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. So Dr. Janie wants to know about the best memories that Michael and Angela have had together. And he says when they got married. Yes. And it was not just because of Angela, but it was also because of the family together and his mom, who we learned that unfortunately she passed away. Yeah, which, yeah, I think this is the first we've heard yeah. of that. I don't think and we, we've seen the mom on the show. She oh, yeah. loved Angela for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, they had a good relationship. And so when Angela found this out, she got on a plane, flew to Nigeria, was by his side, despite the fact that, that Michael, <laughs> he reminds us, he cheated on her, but she still, <laughs> she still flew there to be by his side. And that's what you do. Like, Kelly can't say that. Kelly's not True. doing any gesture of the sort for Molly. He can't even get a sympathy card. Angela, at least for all the shit we give her, is hopping on a plane and flying however many hours to go be by her man's side. That says a lot. True. Uh, and then Michael says something that kind of cracked me up. He says, yeah, that's. Because she did it. That's that's true love. I cheated on her and she still came. <laughs> and to honor my mom, I'm going to be nice to Angela. It's a, it's a sweet gesture, Michael. Like, so you're going to stop getting BJs, Michael? Is yeah. that what you're saying? No. Don't because push it. he cannot be not nice. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but I feel like he's always nice. It's Michael. Yeah. Yeah, it's not he, like he's an asshole. Yeah, he cheated. That's an asshole move. He got a BJ. That's an asshole to move. To your face, he's nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Janie feels like, all right, you guys are healing. This is all part of the process. You guys are making progress. And, and maybe one day you'll have a happy, healthy relationship. Maybe if Michael ever makes it here. Oh, fingers crossed. I would love to see, but I also think that would be the end of him. I've lost circulation <laughs> in my fingers because they've been crossed for so many seasons. Yeah. I don't know why it's taking so long. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm holding out. I'm I'm hopeful. We'll see. Well, Angela ends up crying, saying that she felt like Michael was using her last year, but they're rebuilding. They're trying. Yeah. yeah. They're actually one of the more... Optimistic, stable couple, stable, yeah, yeah hopeful. Crazy to say. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But also, they're not together. Like, they're miles and miles apart. So that's True. probably easier in, in a way to stay on good terms. It's also harder in a way. I'm surprised that they're not on the phone 24-7 like Mary and Brandon. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> anyway, all right, back at the pool. The guys end their volleyball game. They get into a little huddle, and Jovi brings up the guys' night that they planned, the strip club, and they actually invite Small Ed. They officially invite Small Ed, and he's kind of like, well, 
why was did he said something about why why wasn't he involved before and jovi says well because of your issues with kelly but we decided you can come yeah which makes sense they didn't invite him to the bar because there was bad blood and you want that's why you're going out to the bars to get away and clear your head and yeah. calm down and cool down but now smallhead gets the invite it makes me kind of believe that it's it's production driven because this is becoming a storyline. Small Ed knows about the strip club now. Now he's going to tell Liz. Then it's going to blow up in everyone's face. Well, this is what happened, right? So Jovi is telling him now because he's part of the group that he knows a stripper in Key West. He's like not like sexual or anything. Just like I know her. And then they're going to go to the strip club. And Small Ed tells the cameras, he's like, I can't believe Jovi and Azuelo are even considering going because of the relationships they have with their wives. And he's like, uh, I'm not keeping anything away from Liz, right? Mm-hmm. But then in the group, he's like, absolutely. I'm not telling anyone. Like, yeah, uh. sign, sign me up. And Kelly, I guess he's a cop. He's like, <laughs> he's yeah, I don't, I don't trust Small Ed. No. And rightfully so. Small Ed was the only one thinking straight in this group because he's like, Jovi's got issues with strip clubs. Asuelu's marriage is falling apart. For him to go to a strip club is a bad idea. Like, he actually was thinking logically, but he's breaking the bro code. He totally is breaking the bro code. He's going to break the bro code. If he's he's going to be out of this circle. He can enjoy it for a hot minute. Just, you don't have to go, Small Ed. But you don't need to blow up everyone else's spot. No. If you don't go, then there's no reason to tell Liz. If you go, yes, then you have to tell Liz, and Liz is going to tell all the other ladies, just don't go. Take one for the bros. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Right then, Angela rolls in. Everyone gets back together. They're doing shots. And this is where we get into last resort after dark. Yeah, I think and- my TV screen started. the The waves started to come. It was like I was watching the Spice Channel <laughs> back in '92. You're like, is that a boob? <laughs> watching is, what? Is that Asuelu looking at Cherry? You, I mean, in Europe, they probably had porn for free on nine channels. Back in no, my day, not. in Connecticut, I had to watch the. It was the like the wave, like the color waves, just kind of I don't even know static. It was static. <laughs> You'd go to the Spice Channel. It was like '76. You get all your friends over for a sleepover. <laughs> and then every like two and a half minutes, is that a boob? I think I got a boob. Because it would just come through the static. No, we didn't have any like free porn channels, but we had like on the regular channels at like 11 p.m. It was called The Feather. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, Tell me more. A bunch of naked people talking about sex and doing they were some naked sex stuff. Talking yeah. about sex? Yeah. Usually, like, they invited some strippers or, like, well, mom, could, mom and a daughter or what? How, it sounds like <laughs> Howard Stern's show on E. How much could you see of these? A lot. Oh, it was after it was after 10. They're sitting there naked. Yeah. On normal television? Oh, like, doing some naked act. It was called The so, Feather? Yeah, like, Perichko. <laughs> I need to look into this. It was like a sex, sex show. Yeah, sounds like one. Yeah. Wow. And you watch with your parents or alone? No, I watched secretly. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I was not supposed to watch it. I was always like, I had this really, really old TV when I was like 11 and there was no remote control. Just stuck on the feather? (laughs) So I I used to watch it standing next to the TV. So I could (laughs) 
<laughs> change the channel and the only reason i watched it was because at that time i didn't fully understand really what's happening but all my classmates always talked about it mm -hmm. so how old were you like 10 11 jeez that's so like young. me like waiting outside of school because we weren't allowed to enter school before 7 50 okay so i was always got there like 7 40 standing in the group Everyone was talking about it, so I wanted to be part of the conversation. Sure. <laughs> so I started watching it, but I was always so scared. <laughs> so I was literally like next to the TV, so I was like ready to switch the channel. Uh, I can't believe people are just standing naked or sitting no. naked. <laughs> I wasn't naked. No, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't think it was like that. Uh, no, but like I get a show where like Howard Stern or something where people are sitting in their clothes. And I mean, some people may have wearing clothes, but then they took them off. I think there was a lot of like strippers or porn stars. What's like the wildest thing you saw on the feather that you can remember? <laughs> Just like naked people. But doing what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like a strip tease or something. I don't know if they banged actually. Maybe. Gee, I don't think you can do that. I mean, it's Europe. <laughs> Who knows? You can do whatever. <laughs> You can do anything on TV after 10 p.m. That's definitely not true. You could, really? I feel like you could just start swearing on TV in America after 10, like recently. <laughs> Within the last 10 years, you were able to start saying like shit on TV. You guys are so proper. So prude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find some old feather episodes. <laughs> it's called Perichko. It was just. That's a, what it means. It was a show or it was a channel? It was a show on the main channel. So like we you'd, watched you'd have your nightly news. Yeah, we watched the news at seven. And then the news anchor would throw to the feather. He'd be like, all right, that's <laughs> that's it for us. Uh, thanks for watching Prague Nightly. And now the feather. <laughs> no, and just topless women would walk out. And men. We watched the news at seven and then another another channel at 7.30 all the way up until eight. That was the main channel, whatever show was popular or something or a movie once in a while. Uh -huh. That went all the way up to 10. Then there was some filler and then I think around 11, Perichko or the uh, feather. Your parents <laughs> are going to be here in a couple of weeks. I'm asking about the feather. <laughs> My dad probably knows. Your dad probably still watches the feather. <laughs> I could see Carell watching the feather. That's why you guys have two TVs. They have three TVs. No, there you go. two TVs. Yeah. Two. Anyways, back to last resort. Woo. Um, yeah, for some reason, Asuelu, I don't know what gets into Asuelu, but he's Alcohol. either... Alcohol. I think either, he smells the glass and he, he goes nuts. He gets pretty loose. Yeah, he's either dry humping a hotel wall or... Kalani? Tongue flicking a cherry. Well, that was nothing compared to what he does next. He removed his two towels. Yeah. So why does he wear two towels? And then I guess like his penis was up and he started like dancing in front of Kalani, who was enjoying it. Yeah. The guy started moving away. Yeah. Then he jumped on the fire pit yeah. and started doing squats. Started like gyrating. Na naked squats over the fire. Yeah, that's wild. Out of control. Never seen anything like it and don't want to see anything like it again. It's, yeah, because he's so juvenile, it's just awkward. Oh, yeah, you're, you're yeah. You know? Yeah. I it, wonder it, if he has tattoos on his penis because he has tattoos everywhere. Yeah, they're all over. If anyone else was doing that, we'd be like, oh, shit, it's getting sexual. When Asuelo was doing it, it's like, oh, it was shit. It was getting sexual. It was getting sexual, but not in a sexual way, you know? But Kalani loved it. She's like, oh, yes, dude, you have a nice, you have a nice butt. Oh, yeah, dude, you have nice moves. 
bro. I know, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was a little strange for me. Everyone, I think, was a little skeeved out. Everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? And Azul, like, when he finishes, he sits next to Kalani. He's like, is it beautiful? Yours is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what was he talking about? His butt? No, his penis. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you think he was just hard dancing on the fire? Yeah, for sure. You think he's like having a hang it out there? Yeah, I no. would hope. Oh, I don't think so. I think he was like poking her eyeball out. Oh, well, then he was like, can I put my cheek on your cheek? Nice and warm. He like he goes from, yes, being very sad, like things that even the feather wouldn't air. <laughs> so just being like, can I put my cheek on your cheek? It's just very, it's so strange. It's all over the place. It's. Very entertaining. It's very entertaining. It leads everyone, and I was wondering too, you see this moment, you see how intimate and exciting they're being together, and Liz is like, have you guys banged while you've been here? Nope. No, they haven't. Because Kalani is masturbating to her home videos with her lover. The hall pass. Yeah. Yeah. So that ends the Kalani Asuelu Sexment. Yes. Sex sexment. <laughs> and a small head now turns his attention to Molly and wants to know how she and Kelly are doing. And Molly is not even in the conversation. She doesn't even want to talk about it. She's just like, how are we doing? Great. Like, she's, you're there to work on shit. You're there to talk about things. And she's just so checked out already. Yeah, but Ed is, small Ed is like, why would you tell him you don't love him? Like, he loves you. He cares for you. And I think that was a bad edit because all of a sudden Kelly stands up and starts yelling, why is everybody asking me? Ask her, ask her and walks away. We did go back like three times. Yeah, to try I think to figure there was just happened. bad edit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because she goes, well, I didn't say that. I said, I'm no longer in love with him. And Kelly's like, that's not what you said. And then, yeah, it turns into like, well, don't ask me. Ask her, yeah. and Molly can't stand the heat. She gets out of the kitchen. She goes, and she walks off to the bathroom. And yep. now that Molly, now that Kelly is all alone with everyone, he's like, look, since day one, since we got here, when everyone was sitting together at group therapy, Molly chose to not sit with me. So don't put it on me. Don't come at me like I'm the one who doesn't want to make this work. She's the one that from the minute we landed here didn't want to put in the work. Yeah, he, he makes a good point, but also from what we learned from Molly, as we said earlier, I'm not that surprised, right? If, if someone does something to you that really hurts you and they're not there for you to, they're not even trying to fix it. I think it's hard when all of a sudden, because of a therapy or because of something they're trying, I think if you get hurt way too much, it's hard to come back. Yeah, I think it's, they're a lost cause. Oh, yeah. But somehow, like, they all leave, but all of a sudden we're back. But it's just Molly, Jovi, Yara, and Small Ad. Yeah. And Liz, obviously. Yeah. And it becomes like a Kelly support group. Everyone starts to take Kelly's side, telling Molly, oh, seems like Kelly's really trying. Yeah. But Molly says that. You don't see what I'm seeing. You don't see that he's not contributing to my life emotionally or financially. And then she said something about that like, they don't even live together. He has an apartment without even having a bed for her and her kid. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was trying to say he worked this hard career, which he did. And now he wants to relax, which I get. But Molly's like, <laughs> I'm a mother. I'm a businesswoman. And if you want me to relax with you, you got to take some things off my plate. You got to help me out so we can both relax a little. And I, I get what they were saying. I get where Jovi was coming from and Yara was coming from. But as soon as I heard that, oh, he couldn't even get Molly flowers after yeah. surgery. I'm like, oh, he's doing nothing. He's, yeah. He literally is probably just sitting on the sofa all day. And I don't know anyone, man, woman, or whoever that would put up with that. Yeah. No matter what career you had. Like, cool. You had a tough job. Lay around for a month. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe, but then don't you want to do something with your life? For sure. So I I am now starting to sway back towards Team Molly, I think. I'm Team Zero. I think I am Team just don't be together. True. <laughs> Very true. But I do like Molly more. So plus, you know, she's a lady and I get what she said. If he just wasn't there for her during some hard times... That sucks. Yeah, that's hard to come back from. Yeah. Well, that's the episode. That's where it ends. Next mm -hmm. one looks pretty juicy. Oh, yeah. Can we go to the strip club already? I don't think they're going to go. <laughs> I feel like small Ed is going to blow it up and yeah. we'll see. We'll Sabotage. see. All right. Well, we'll see. Until then, if you want more, we're on Patreon and Supercast. Patreon.com slash MarriedToReality. MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. We're talking about... The other way over there. We also just dropped our family affair bonus on the family affair level, which was the first four episodes of Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. Fantastic start to the season. Can't Amazing. wait. Can't wait for these next four episodes to drop on Friday. Also, we're on Instagram, so give us a follow there. You can message us. We share memes once in a while. We post updates. All good things at Married to Reality Pod. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's yes, hurt. Yes, the previews for the next episode. Knew that was coming. I don't need to repeat that as well, Dance, after we talked about it. It's okay. No one's even listening at this point. I think some people are. You could you could talk more about your favorite feather episode if you want. No one's even listening. <laughs> Tell us. Now we need to end this so I can go look that up. Uh, and last but not least, if you happen to have to review, please do. We're suckers for love over here. We could use all the love we can get. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. Right now, it's the B90 podcast. So go ahead. If you haven't leave us a review, please, we would be forever grateful. Absolutely. All right. I have said it all. Teresa's, I've said it all. Well, Teresa, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> I know you have said it too much. And I'm going to have a word with your parents about it. So, Good luck. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you, you did not learn Czech. I'll have a word with your parents about it. <laughs> All right, that's it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.